This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim. Yeah. I know you are a huge Jeff Bezos fan. Love him. You love the guy. Um, He set a landmark yesterday, a record. Guess how much money he's worth now? $14 trillion. Not quite, hmm. but he's on his way there. $200 billion. $200 billion. That's so messed up. Amazon stock went up 2% yesterday, making Bezos the first person in the world to be worth $200 billion. That's r- ridiculous. How much of a loser does Bill Gates feel like? <laughs> he's only worth $116 billion. So Bezos has $90 billion more than Bill Gates has. When is it enough? Like, uh, it, it bothers me so much because I've, you've heard about the working conditions of some of the Amazon you know, warehouses. And are people mm-hmm. still running from the bathroom to their line again while he's making an extra billion dollars every month? Having nervous breakdowns Yes, so stressed out. It's crazy. Capitalism, man. <laughs> Unhinged capitalism. And he's gone through a divorce. His ex-wife took 25% of his stake at Amazon. $63 billion worth. So imagine he didn't get divorced. It's pretty impressive. Like the $200 billion is one thing, but to, uh, to go through a divorce and not lose half your stuff, yeah, that's even more impressive. When you go through a divorce and then your wife becomes the second richest woman <laughs> on the planet after not, doing, after not creating Amazon? Right. It's crazy. Yeah, the stock's been going crazy, up 80% since the beginning of the year. Um, thank you, COVID-19. COVID Do you say 80%? 80% Amazon stock's up because people are shopping from home because wow. they've been self-quarantining. Yeah, all the small businesses going away. Amazon keeps getting bigger. It's scary. We won't be able to like go to a store soon. It'll just be have to. It'll be flown in by a drone, dropped onto your front porch. Jeff Bezos will have a cyborg body by then, and live forever. <laughs> really, there's not much you can't get done with two hundred billion dollars. Like what's le- like? What are his goals left in life? What motivates him? What gets him out of bed? Probably making $300 billion <laughs> would be my guess. When, when do you retire? Like, what is, like, you're a psycho, he's a psychopath, right? <laughs> why does any, why would you keep working? Like, you know, do some humanitarian stuff or do do woodworking. I don't know, you know? Learn to knit. Spend some time at the cottage. Good God, man. Here's a text message, Taz and Jim. You've heard of the Millionaires Club. Bezos should open his own club, the 200 Billionaires Club. Just one guy's in there. <laughs> just him, kind of a lonely club. Yeah, instead of a yacht club, it's just one sea Taz and Jim, new conspiracy. COVID was really created by Amazon. Come on. Mm, I, don't, I don't believe that. But I do feel like if I was Amazon, I would want this to go on as long as possible. I would want the lockdowns to go on as long as possible. Yeah, if you're anyone who owns Amazon stock, you're probably feeling it right now, huh? Mm-hmm. Why didn't we buy Amazon stock? I always kick myself. You know, you kind of see this stuff coming. It's like Apple when they came out with the iPod. Nobody's seen an iPod before That thing's awesome But then I feel like by the time I should have put all my money in there By the time that happens I'm like Oh everybody's already on it 
They're not going to sure, get any bigger. Sure, but they weren't. They look at I look know. at how you know, Tesla. Look at Tesla stock. It's yeah. gone crazy. We had tons of opportunity to buy as much Tesla stock as we wanted, Jim. <laughs> I guess so. And then you wouldn't be crapping on Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk all the time. I'd be Jeff Bezos. <laughs> right. You'd be high-fiving him at the 200 <laughs> Billionaires Club. JB, what up? <laughs> Must be nice. Rest of us, we got to work hard today to make our peanuts. <laughs> dollar, another day, another dollar, not $200 billion. Extra, extra, read all about it. Extra. Fake news you choose is the game we give you a headline. You have to guess whether or not it's a real news story or complete nonsense that Jim and I have made up. Andrew is our contestant. Hey, Andrew. Hello. Okay, uh, first headline here. Is this a real news story or is it fake? Nine out of ten dentists agree that other dentist is a total loser and he's just disagreeing to get attention. I <laughs> uh, that is fake, yeah. <laughs> you are fake news. Could have fooled me with that one. <laughs> I'm sure he is, though. Must be. Right? At this point? There's always one dentist yeah. that has to be that guy. Mm, wants to be the outsider, the hipster. Next headline, Andrew. Fake news you choose. A guy uses Bud Light to put out a house fire. I'm assuming he's from Florida, so yeah. <laughs> you are fake news. That's wow. correct. You got it right. He's not from Florida, though. He's from California. Uh, neighbors were fleeing wildfires out there. He decided to stay behind and keep the fire from getting to his house. But when he uh, went to turn the hose on, he realized that the water had been shut off. So he panicked, went and grabbed a 30-pack of Bud Light, started dumping it on wood around his house, and that stopped the fire long enough for the firefighters to arrive with their water. 30 beer. Like, that, they must have been tall boys at least. I don't know. A 30-pack of Bud Light helped him do what he needed to do until the fire truck came. I was hoping it was going to be like a Bob and Doug McKenzie in Strange Brew, where they drink the beer and then they pee to put the fire out. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a little longer. <laughs> right. Uh, next headline is, A woman files for divorce because she was sick of her husband never <laughs> arguing with her. Husband never never argued with her, so she filed for divorce. True. It is true. You are fake news. Wow. Yeah, this is a story out of India. She says they never argued. He never held anything against her. Even pitched in on cooking and housework. <laughs> and it drove her crazy. That's nice, guy, nice guys finish last. Yeah, 100%. That's what all our wives are, are always asking us to do. And if we started doing it, we know we'd get divorced. So just stay on the tr- same path you're on now. <laughs> you're on the right traje- trajectory, everybody. <laughs> Headline reads, fake news you choose. Unicorning controversial new pa- plastic surgery has social media influencers getting horns implanted in their foreheads. Unicorning. That sounds crazy enough. It might be true. You're going true? No. Failing pile of garbage. I wouldn't be surprised either, though. (laughs) We probably just gave someone an idea, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's another one of those ideas that you just give out to people. Final one. I know you want something from Florida. Here you go. Headline reads, (laughs) Florida woman beats up her dad over his excessive flatulence. (laughs) 
Fake news? You choose. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's true. It is true, yes. You are fake news. 40-year-old woman lives with her uh, 60-year-old dad in Florida. Sunday, her dad wouldn't stop farting. They got in a fight. She started punching him in the face a bunch of times and scratching him on the neck. She has been arrested for domestic battery. I'm on the dad's side. She's 40, still living at home. While you're under this roof, I will fart as much as I want. <laughs> Dad's not just dropping uh, dropping gas. He's dropping hints that maybe it's time to move out. <laughs> Jim, you went back to the movies for the first time in a while last night. I did, yeah. They, they served up the popcorn still and just put the mask on. They played a nice video before the, the movie started where it showed you how they cleaned everything. <laughs> it's like, hey, welcome back to Landmark. We've done our part. And yeah, I guess they are. They're like, everything was clean. There was a separation uh, between seats. How so, far apart were you from the next, the next group of people? Um, I, probably six feet, I guess. Like it would be in, in this. In it's the, not just one seat, there's a couple seats between two you. seats. Okay. Yeah, so it'd be two seats, but they're like the wide, lazy boy leather ones. Yeah, they're the recliners yeah. at Landmark. Um, Comfortable chairs, man. Yeah, totally solid. And uh, yeah, it was good just to kind of be out. Felt normal, you know? Right. Uh, it was nice to see a movie again. Went and saw Tenet, uh, the Christopher Nolan movie. And, and how was it? I hope you say good, because the reason I brought it up is we've got tickets to go see Tenet at Landmark Cinemas to give away in about 10 minutes. It was very good. It was very confusing. It looks confusing in the trailer. It's like, it's funny because in the movie, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but about 15 minutes into the movie, once the plot's kind of being revealed and the gimmick, I'll call it a gimmick. I don't want to make, like, it's still impressive, so it's not a gimmick. Like, anyway, the gimmick is kind of being explained and uh, the lady is explaining it to the main guy and she's like, you know what? It's best not to think about it. (laughs) I was like, I guess they're telling the audience, just buckle up. You don't need to figure it out right now. Watch the movie, enjoy it for what it is, and then think about it later. And that's basically how I went went through it. Like enjoyed all the does action. Does it all make sense at the end of the movie though? Like it does to a certain extent, but you know, when I watched Inception too, I was like, I kind of know what's going on. Right. That's I'm that's what I was picturing this. in an, an Inception situation, where even at the end, the final scene in Inception, you're like. Okay, hold on. Was that a dream, or yeah. is is he awake, or is he dead, or it's very much like that. Is that guy doing this? Wait, now was that? When did that? You know, it's like a lot of those questions, which I think is cool because it's kind of a Christopher Nolan staple. You know, keeps you thinking about the movie. You're talking about it on the drive home with Sarah. I for bet. sure, for sure, and just like you know, I would love to see a chart. Or a graph, you know, <laughs> like it's that type of movie where you almost want to see like a PowerPoint presentation as to how the plot works. You'll probably uh, watch it again then. hundred percent. Like as we were leaving, we're like, we have to watch it again. And I think that's why Christopher Nolan is brilliant. Not because he's a great filmmaker, but because everybody has to watch his movies twice. So he makes <laughs> twice as much money. Maybe it'll make sense if we watch it again. Maybe we have to watch it three times before it starts making sense. I'm still confused. I guess we have to. Christopher Nolan just raking in the cash. Mm-hmm. Good visuals. Like, uh, is it a, a big screen extravaganza? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And like, you know, if you've seen from the trailers, there's a lot of action going in reverse. So it's mm-hmm. just it's just super cool to see a bomb explode backwards and all sorts of stuff like that. Cool. Definitely an expensive movie to make. Yeah. Was it $600 million or something crazy? I don't know, but there's a couple scenes and I'm just like, 
good God. Like, like crazy next level Christopher Nolan stuff. Yeah. Real, real effects do not CGI. If they're going to spend that much money to make it, you can spend a couple bucks to go see it at the movie theater, sure. I guess. Skunks and raccoons are taking over COVID-19 going on. Everyone's staying home and the skunks and the raccoons have just decided, <laughs> yeah, this place is ours now. Reclaiming the earth. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I had a similar experience to you. You were uh, eating on a patio. You said a skunk walked onto the restaurant patio, walked right up to your table. Oh, yeah. Pretty much right under my buddy's feet. And we just slowly stepped <laughs> off the, the, the bar stools, walked away, and it waddled off. I played some golf with some buddies, and then we stopped for some food. We're sitting on the, the patio of this restaurant. And a raccoon was in the bushes, like along the fence, and it kept poking its head out. Uh, there was a table full of kids with their parents, and the kids kept pointing, oh, look at the raccoon, it's so cute, it's so cute. We're trying to eat, the raccoon keeps coming up to us, to the point where we had to, like, clap and, and get up and yep. run at it, yep. yeah, to, to scare it away. But these kids, they get up from their table, and they walk over to the bush They've got food in their hands, and they start trying to feed the raccoon food. In front of the parents. In front of the parents, on the patio of a restaurant. And we're watching this happen, and we started discussing whether or not we should say something. Well, I know why. In a perfect world, the parents would be like, kids, that's a wild animal. What the hell are you doing? Get out of there. I mean, I know they're not as dangerous as bears, but they can still be dangerous. And you're never supposed to feed a a bear or any sort of aggressive animal in the wild because they keep coming back. Exactly. you know, if they get desperate, then they start attacking. Yeah. And rabies is a terrible way to die. Sure. (laughs) Rabies, go online and look up uh, what happens to you if you get rabies. You're dead. It's If you don't get the shots, mm-hmm. you're going to die. And the way you go, like, you go absolutely crazy. Yeah. Start foaming at the mouth. You have it's you basically turn into a zombie. You have the urge to bite people. Yeah. You're overcome with rage. They have to eventually put you into a coma. Um, and who knows what's going on in your head when, when you live out your last days. Ugh. And even a non-rabid <laughs> raccoon is so a... So that's, vic- that's what I told the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, you ever hear of rabies? You know what a coma is? <laughs> you want to bite your uh, your dad's face off and then go into a coma? Then yeah. get away from that raccoon. I mean, my parents wouldn't even let us feed seagulls because they're sure. pests, dirty, and they come back. Well, yeah, and they're just and they keep bugging you. So eventually, one of my buddies said something to these kids, like that thing could be diseased. It's a wild animal. You shouldn't be playing with it. Did we do the right thing, saying something when the parents just sat there and let their kids try and make a new friend? <laughs> we'll go to the phones here. Hi, Taz and Jim. Oh, my God, I got through. I was just calling about your the feeding the animals scenario. I don't know if I would say something. I feel like I might be called a Karen. <laughs> but I myself have said an animal before, like a raccoon while I was camping. Well, okay, so the thing is, we may or may not have ate some mushrooms, but so this raccoon was like just there. It just was sitting <laughs> with us by the fire. And we, it, I don't know how long it took us to notice, but he was just chilling and he was super fat, right? And friendly. So I just started feeding him like everything out of our cooler. My now you didn't, so you didn't give magic mushrooms to the raccoon. No, we didn't. That's, that's probably wise. 
Yeah, no, but we did feed, I did feed it almost everything out of our cooler, and my boyfriend ended up getting so angry at me for it. <laughs> yeah, you feed them once, and they're going to keep coming back. He just sat there with us the whole time. <laughs> now, did the raccoon talk to you at all? Not that I can recollect, but he did come back the next day, so this is why we don't feed the animals. Don't call me a raccoon! I'm sorry. I meant trash panda. I'm a little disappointed with you, Jim. What's that? You didn't post enough pictures of your dog on social media yesterday. Oh, International Dog Day? It was International Dog Day. Everyone else I know was just dropping the dog pictures like they were hot. Honestly, in the morning... When I come to work, I'm the most angry at my dog, um, so I didn't post anything, because when I leave, he's sprawled out, living the dream, every day's International Dog Day. Because you have to get up for work and yeah. your dog doesn't? So. And it, it like looks at me, Bruce looks at me, he licks his lips, His he's laying on his back, his legs are stretched out. He's on the couch. He gets to sleep for four more hours. Jim's got deep-seated resentment for his dog because Jim has to go to work and his dog gets to stay yes, home. I do. Yeah. At least my girlfriend has to get up in a couple hours and do her job. The dog just sits there. Does nothing. Looks out the window, watches birds, Enjoy- eats everything. Enjoys the fruits of your labor. Yes. Never says thank you. <laughs> what a sponge. <laughs> Bruce the Black Lab is a leech. He is. He he thinks he owns the place. I pick up his poop. Won't even pick up his own feces. Like, honestly. And then he looks at me while I'm doing it and smiles. That's great. Dirty rascal. (laughs) Take a picture of the look on Bruce's face as you're leaving the house. Does he have like a little smirk and gives you the side eye? Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Sometimes his tongue's hanging out the side of his mouth and he'll like look over it. And then he'll do a big wide yawn. <laughs> Have fun at work, sucker. Yep. See you, loser. So, what time of day do you love Bruce the dog? When I take when I take him anytime I come home. When you get home, yeah. you're glad he's waiting for you. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah, like it's the uh, the old joke. You know, if you lock your friend in the trunk and lock your dog in the trunk for four hours, who's going to be happy when you unlock it? The dog is still going to be unhappy. Or the dog is still going to be happy. Your no, friend's not going to be happy. Yes, no matter what, the dog loves you. It's amazing. Uh huh. But when you got to go to work, <laughs> feeling is not mutual. Okay, well, I was going to tell you about this new thing because I thought you and Bruce were were happy all the time, and um, I thought you'd be really excited to hear that Bush Beer has just invented a beer for dogs. <laughs> We can enjoy a cold one together. You can you now have a drinking buddy. You don't have to feel guilty wow. drinking a beer by yourself anymore because Bush Dog Brew is here. It's non-alcoholic. It's brewed with flavors your dog will like, including bone-in pork butt, corn, and mint, which actually sounds more refreshing than the normal Bush beer. <laughs> How long until your friends are just drinking these as a joke, though? Yeah. Like, does the dog really care what it's drinking? You have a party. Yeah. And your buddy who you just had locked in the trunk for four hours, (laughs) he's all mad at you. You say, go grab a beer out of the fridge. He accidentally opens the bush dog brew. Is that corn? (laughs) Or pork butt. (laughs) That's just what you need, eh, Jim? After working a long, hard day, you come home and 
Bruce the dog's been sitting on the couch drinking beer all day. Yeah, he's four dog beers deep. <laughs> Not many days left in the summertime, which is disappointing considering, Jim, you and I just discovered the brokini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Could have been our summer. Could have been. You and I and our matching brokinis. We were talking about this yesterday. It's a new bathing suit for men. That's It's basically like a Speedo meets a wrestling singlet. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, a sexy Andre the Giant uh, wrestling outfit, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got the one shoulder strap. And into a Speedo. Into the Speedo on the bottom. And when we talked about this yesterday, we said it was invented by a couple of Canadians, guys from Toronto. Little did we know that actually one of the guys um, lives in London, Ontario. So he heard about Taz and Jim talking about the Brokini and said he'd come on the show with us here. His name is Taylor. Good morning, Taylor. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How are things in Brokini land? <laughs> Uh, things are absolutely crazy in Brokini land. Yeah, because we found this. This was an international news story where we read about the Brokini. And it's funny that it was invented by a guy who lives 20 minutes away from uh, FM 96, our radio station we're on in London. Yeah, we honestly, we can't believe that it blew up as much as it did. It's We've had a riot over the last couple days just reading online comments of people roasting us and other people saying they've been waiting their whole lives for a bathing suit <laughs> like this. Uh, just something we made as a joke has just blown up. It's really, really funny. When did you guys uh, launch the Brokini? Uh, in, I think our first official sale was sort of like mid to late July. Okay. So uh, this but- summer, it's not something that's been around for a while and people are just taking notice now. Yeah, we like probably three, three or four weeks ago, we like turned our website on and launched our launched our social media campaign which of course wasn't big because we had no followers and nobody knew what it was until monday and then things got crazy yeah you guys have a good sense of humor about it and and that's the thing is is, a lot of the news reports you're seeing are taking this as like a serious fashion statement fashion piece right (laughs) but even on the website you're throwing in jokes like the perfect swimwear to make your parents question where they went wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean we're we're pretty sure um we're self-aware we know what this is it was made as a joke for bachelor parties for us to laugh with with our friends yeah that's exactly Um, what jim said he's like this would be great at bachelor parties or you know if you if you made a bet and a lot of people since we talked about the brokini yesterday are like you guys need to make some sort of bet where the loser has to do something while wearing a brokini. Yeah, I mean, do you know what you should do is go to the beach and have an excellent time because that's, <laughs> that's, that's what happens every time you put on a brokini. There are no losers in that bet, then. If I was in a brokini, there would be losers. The eyeballs of anyone who looked <laughs> at me. They, as I said, it really highlights my problem area. Yeah. <laughs> well, the good news is that you'd be bringing some joy to the world. Yeah. So people I, are laughing at you, at least they're having a good time. How many did you guys make? Like, so you, I'm, I'm assuming you had a limited run, and now, now how many are you going to make? Yeah, so we started out with 250, uh, because obviously we were terrified that we would never sell any of these things. <laughs> um, and they, they were in Chad's mom's garage, and uh, luckily she was acting as our fulfillment center and being awesome. Um, but those have um, very close to selling out. Um, so we've ordered more from our manufacturer, and this time we like tripled our order. So we'll have a lot more for people to pick up. Holy 
Holy cow. This is great. I hope this is something that you can just run with forever. Imagine Brokini becomes like the premier bachelor party bathing suit, Jim. Once it gets to Europe or Brazil, I think there's no stopping it. I mean, I hope you guys are right. For real. I've, I've, I would have assumed that it was from Europe. It, it has a European flavor to it, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I, you got to think Borat was a bit of the inspiration for the Brokini. Yeah, we've had that comparison drawn a lot. It, it actually wasn't, um, but it, like obviously there's a lot of similarities there. We tried to go quite a bit less risque than that. Uh, yeah. we, wanted, we wanted the Brokini to be worn anywhere where you could wear your board shorts because, quite frankly, we thought board shorts were boring. Um, so wear the Brokini, you can wear it anywhere and it's not going to show off quite as much as the, the Borat. Do you need to, do you need to specify what shoulder the strap is going to go over or is it just like, uh, down the middle and you get to choose which shoulder? It goes over the right shoulder. It always and, goes over the right shoulder. Yeah. And once you, once you get it on, it, it's definitely more comfortable that way. Um, so it's, it's pretty clear that it goes that way. It's slanted that way. Okay. But we have, we have had requests to make reverse versions. So people want the same patterns, but going over the left shoulder. Oh, what if you just printed another pattern on the inside and you can have like a reversible, a reversible brocini. That's a fantastic idea. We'll make sure that, uh, if we ever get to do more patterns and more runs that that's in there. All right. You mentioned Chad. Chad Sasko is your partner. This is Taylor Field. They're the two guys who invented the Brokini. You said you had a couple left. I think we need uh, two of them over here to the radio station ASAP. Do you think you can make that happen, Taylor? Yeah, we'll see what we can do with that. Um, Afterwards, we'll have to get your sizes, and we'll try to work something out. I'm a large shoulder, small crotch. (laughs) Hey, that's just like us. (laughs) Yeah, big torso, little lower half. (laughs) That's our exact demographic. (laughs) Check out the Brokini. There's still some beach time left out there, and congratulations on the success so far, Taylor. Uh, We'll stay in touch, and uh, and if you get another shipment in of the Brokini, we'll let all the Taz and Jim listeners know because it looks like it's a hit, okay? Sounds great, guys. Cheers. You ready for our brokini bet, Jim? I, I Well, there's no turning back now. Yeah. We just had uh, Taylor, one of the two guys, Taylor and Chad. Sound like guys who would invent a brokini. <laughs> just by the names alone. <laughs> Taylor and Chad invented new men's swimwear. Uh, it's called a brokini. It's like a Speedo with a uh, an arm strap that goes over your shoulder. And it's cool patterns. One has pineapple. The other one has flamingos on it. And uh, we were discussing this yesterday, found out that Taylor, he's heard the show, he listens to Taz and Jim, lives in London, Ontario, says that he'd love to pony up some brokinis <laughs> if we want to make a bet where the loser has to wear one. And I say we just tack it on to what we got going with the NHL playoffs. What do you think? Um. Yeah, I guess it's one big loss. Might as well do it all at once. You've got the... Avalanche, mm-hmm. and I pick the Flyers. So whoever's team goes further in the playoffs, they win. The loser has to play a full 18 holes of golf wearing a brokini. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, it's not sportswear necessarily. I mean, I know it's for the beach. That might be some, uh, yeah, that's going to be tight. <laughs> like, I think there might be a few rashes going on there, too. There's going to be a lot of wedgie pulling. Yeah. A lot of adjusting going on after uh, after swinging. Yeah, and it'll be funny just to see a guy wearing the brokini and just a glove 
<laughs> yeah, that's a good visual. <laughs> are you in? Are you? Yeah, are you why doing? not? I mean, whatever. Well, you just we lost our Super Bowl bet. Like all our all our bets lately have been about wearing scantily clad s- swimwear. Right? You you had to zipline in a, yeah. a speedo. Got to give a couple the people what they ago. want. You know. But that was over in a flash. Like the zip line, t- it took five minutes in total to climb yeah. up and then go across. This is going to be three hours. Round of golf. The nice thing is, um, you're not on a public street. There's not a ton of people that are going to see you. But the people who are just out there golfing, not knowing that we're going to show up in brocanies. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be a little distracted. There's going to be some old boys. Some diehards <laughs> shaking their heads. Yeah, the uh, the grounds crew <laughs> might as well call in sick now. We got to find a course as well that will let us uh, wear brokinis. Because <laughs> I don't think they meet many many mm-hmm. dress codes at golf courses in the area. But I'm sure someone will let us on there. All right, that's the bet. Okay, I got the Flyers. You got the Abs. Whoever's team goes further wins. And loser has to play 18 holes with a video crew. Because obviously we got to show the Taz and Jim listeners that it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Round of golf in a brokini. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe Keep downloading the podcasts and we'll keep talking.